Hey, this is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today. For more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology, what more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today. All right, welcome back to Emlyn in the Mix podcast and live on YouTube. We are currently up to episode seven of season two, and uh, we've got a very exciting update here from Ableton Live. It's all the rage, it's all the talk this week. Very exciting indeed, and we're going to be looking at that today. Anyway, let's get stuck straight into the podcast today because obviously there's a lot to cover with this update, and yeah, it is, uh, if you're an Ableton Live user, this is a super exciting update so uh, one thing for me when I updated at first I was like oh my gosh it looks exactly the same what is actually new because on the surface nothing has really changed in terms of visual or looks and I guess that's probably a, a good thing because if it ain't broke why fix it right so Ableton Live essentially looks exactly the same of course there's skins and stuff where you can change the appearance but you know it's never been about the appearance with Ableton Live it's what's under the hood that is actually important and from what you're going to see today they've done some major changes and can I just literally make a quick note here about the CPU usage seems to have been dramatically improved upon which is really nice to see just this is just from my own observation the CPU seems to barely go above 2% even with some of these uh, audio effects that we're going to be looking at today and instruments it's just amazing I've even got the Korg ARP Odyssey loaded on a MIDI track at the moment and it's literally barely using 1 or 2% of the CPU so Massive, hands down, uh, improvement there from the team at Ableton Live with getting that all, uh, whatever they've done under the hood, they've done a fantastic job. So in today's video, we're basically, uh, or in today's podcast as well, we're basically just going to cover off some of the new audio instruments. What you're going to gather from this video today is that Ableton Live has essentially done a lot of uh, improvements obviously on the back end but they've really heavily focused on uh, improving on the MIDI functionality incorporating MPE which is essentially going to be the future of MIDI at this stage uh, which stands for MIDI polyphonic expression it just means more depth in the MIDI communication from your MIDI controller to Ableton Live uh, so you're going to we're not going to go in depth on that in this video today. I more just want to look at some of the uh, new instruments and new effects. Oh, sorry, more than new effects, actually, audio effects today in today's video. So let's kick things off with what is actually new in Ableton Live 11. So uh, first up, we have this hybrid reverb. Now, hybrid reverb is an audio effect that allows blending and convolution reverb with a number of reverb algorithms. So, besides providing a selection of impulse responses, the device allows dragging any audio file into the device to be used for convolution processing. So, that's pretty cool. Like, you could literally if you have your sample folder or your sample library collection, you can literally just drag and drop into this hybrid reverb and it will use that wave file to create a impulse response uh, or reverb 
to whatever you've got the reverb inserted on. So an algorithmic section contains several reverb modes, each providing a different set of parameters, parameters and sonic properties, dark hole, prism, quartz, shimmer, and tides. And the convolution and, and algorithmic sections can be routed either in series or parallel, and their volume relationship can be continuously adjusted via blend control. And there's also an EQ tab uh, where you can uh, carve out the EQ and do that sort of thing. So I've got a little beat here. Let's pull up the hybrid reverb here. All right, awesome. Make sure it's selected on the right track. So here it is here. Let's get a little beat going. So it's already got the hybrid reverb on it. So you can see straight away we've got the EQ, which is really nice. I'll see if I can make this bigger for you. If you're watching on YouTube. All right, so we can EQ out the reverb completely from the low frequencies. So you should be able to hear that nice on the podcast there. Just gonna move that aside there. It's gonna put me up there so you can actually see what I'm doing. Now, for some reason, I can't seem to make this bigger, you used to be able to do that in Ableton Live 10, it might be a different. All right, let's go through some of the uh, different presets we have here. Convolution reverb, obviously it's gonna be huge. Whoa, okay, now we're doing too much <laughs> cinematic. I like the idea of being able to just bring in your own samples to get a different impulse response. Awesome. All right, so that gives you an idea of what's been updated there with the hybrid reverb, uh, being able to do that, which is very nice indeed. All right, next one's really exciting. This is the Spectral Resonator. So Spectral Resonator is based on spectral processing and uses spectral resonance and pitched overtones to add tonal character to any audio source. So MIDI sidechain parameters allow processing any material in key with its surrounding musical elements. And spectral resonator can be played polyphonically in MIDI mode with up to 16 voices. So spectral resonator offers several spectral processing types on the input signal that determines how the partials are modulated. None applies to modulation. Chorus applies triangle mo wave modulation at different frequencies for every partial. Wonder ramps to random levels at random intervals and granular randomly triggers exponential envelopes. So in the display, the spectrogram shows how the frequencies in the dry and wet signal behave over time. And the dry wet control changes the visibility of the dry wet signal. So let's take a quick look at this. And I have to say, and that's why I wanted to feature these on the podcast, these audio devices are simply just so much fun. So let's just get rid of the hybrid reverb there and let's get the spectral resonator up. And I'll put a different beat on for us just to mix things up a bit. So you can see it working down there. And it already sounds crazy, right? So if I turn that off, you'll just hear I've just got a, a pretty standard normal beat. 
let's have a little mess around with this and get some really crazy effects. So obviously this spectral resonator is a lot of fun as you can see it sounds really fun we'll go through chorus and wonder and granular in a moment but what i just wanted to quickly say was this would be awesome on vocals as well and synth lines or whatever you want to put it on it's going to have a magical effect as you can hear we'll just go through some of these other settings here that we have chorus that's nice Wonder and then Granular. So Granular is sort of giving a bit of a bit crusher effect. <laughs> that is super fun, super interesting sounding uh, audio effect going on there. You can also control it via MIDI. Uh, so if we have... Let's see if we can get this rolling here. <laughs> Might help if I turn the cog off, hang on. <laughs> wow. Now nah, I'm getting feedback here turning that up. But that that is interesting. That is really interesting. Anyway, guys, that's your spectral resonator. Amazing audio effect we've got going on there. Just going to increase my increments of time. We'll take that off there. And let's move on to the next audio effect or audio device. So spectral time, spectral time combines time freezing and spectral delay effects in a single inspiring device. The freeze and delay effects can be used together or independently allowing for a wide range of possibilities such as sustaining any sound infinite, infinitely or combining delays with time synced fade transitions. The freeze effects has two modes. So it's got manual freezes the audio via the freeze button, re-trigger freezes the audio automatically on every onset or at regular intervals. So in addition to time and feedback parameters, the delay effects provides the following controls. Shift shifts the frequency of the delayed signal, tilt skews the delay times for different frequencies, spray distributes the delay time for different frequencies within the given time range, Mask limits the effect of the tilt and spray controls to lower or higher frequencies and stereo adjusts the stereo width of tilt and spray. So we're going to have to find out if you don't know what tilt and spray actually sounds like, let's check out what that actually sounds like. So in the display, the spectrogram shows how the frequencies in the dry and wet signal behave over time. So it's much like the uh, spectral uh, time, which we just looked at before. So, uh, sorry, spectral resonator. So now let's look at spectral time here. We'll, we'll get a different beat for us. What about this hip hop beat here? Spectral time. So you can hear obviously there as I turn up the feedback, we're getting a nice long decay there as well. Uh, if we hit freeze, you'll hear you get the freeze on the reverb. So let's try that. You should be able to hear spray and tilt. Let's pull up a bit of that. Whoa. 
So you can hear when I freeze that, you're getting a really insane sort of decay. Mask it. That is so sick. That is actually so sick. I really love that freeze. That is just, wow. There is a lot going on here. It's even still going. I've got so much feedback. I'm going to turn our feedback down. But yeah, there you go. So that's spectral time. And that is one phenomenal little audio effect. I really love that. All right, let's move on to our next little audio effect that has been updated in Ableton Live 11, which is the Chorus Ensemble. Uh, now has a few different modes. So you've got Chorus Ensemble is the Chorus Effect, obviously, now with three different effect modes. So you've got Classic Mode, which is the thickening chorus effect and high pass filter, allowing removing the chorus signal from low frequencies. Uh, the width of the chorus signal can be adjusted and this is useful for complex mixing tasks the feedback signal can be inverted which results in a hollow sound when combined with high feedback values and then ensemble mode is based on the shares uh, control with the classic mode it shares control with the classic mode while adding a third phase shifted delay line for a thicker chorus sound and then there's vibrato mode which applies stronger modulation than a chorus to create pitch variation and the shape of the modulation waveform can morph seamlessly from a sine to a triangle and can be used to create well-known police siren sounds. Okay, so cool. And also global controls allow setting the modulation rate and amount, output gain and harmonic saturation via the warmth parameter. All right, cool. So let's pull in uh, the chorus ensemble. Have a quick listen to that. I haven't actually recorded in a, like a little MIDI tune, which would be nice, but that's fine. We'll just play with the beats for now. So chorus ensemble, in it goes. And what do we got here? Got a bit of a trap beat. We'll just turn our tempo down. All right, so the chorus ensemble's already applied. Obviously increasing that, you're gonna hear it. Turn it off, there it is off. Get it on. Vibrato is obviously going to give you some pretty wild. Yeah, I don't think this uh, doing a beat is going to give it justice just in terms of showing off how the chorus ensemble actually works. So what I might do is I'll just chuck this over to my MIDI track here and excuse the playing. We're going to play a little bit of keys here and we're going to just hear how that sounds. We'll turn it off here. So... It'd be good if we get a polyphonic sound. I'm using the ARP Odyssey here. Let's see what we can get. Stab lid. Let's pull up the wave session. I'm just going to change my synth out here. Try and get a nice preset for us. Something with a bit of everything is what I'm looking for here. That's why I chose the wave station because you got four 
essentially four waves going over each other. Alright, we'll use a pad then. <laughs> it's not what I want to use, but we'll just use a pad. Let's turn up that the wave station a bit so we can actually hear it. Alright, let's apply chorus to it here. Here we go, chorus ensemble. Let's check it out. I can already hear that going. It's obviously heat. Can turn the rate down. Nice. Ensemble, let's check out Ensemble. Wow, it's quite different. You actually got like three things going at once there. Obviously, I've got it really turned up just so you guys can hear it there. Vibrato is just sounds really good, actually. I mean, it's it's there's a lot going on there, but it's it's a really nice, even though it sounds yeah, it sounds messed up. It's actually a very good sounding vibrato. Anyway, that's the chorus ensemble, and yeah, move that cog wave station out of the way. All right, let's move on to our next. Uh, new feature or update in Ableton Live 11. So the phaser flanger has been updated as well to essentially it combines the functionalities of the phaser and flanger in one device, which is pretty cool, as a separate effect modes and also includes a doubler effect. So they've essentially just put one, two into one here. So it's got phaser mode, provides a new lusher sound with increased frequency and modulation ranges, while the previous earth and space modes have been replaced with more expressive parameters. So those of you might remember who have been using Ableton Live over the years, you had the earth and space modes in the uh, phaser flanger that's been removed and replaced. So you got flanger mode creates a continuously changing comb filter effect by adding a time modulated delayed signal via feedback to the input. And doubler mode creates the effect of doubled tracks, multiple stacked versions of similar recording takes by adding time modulated delayed signals to the input. And clicking the triangular toggle button in the device's title bar opens an extended view with controls for adjusting two LFOs, an envelope follower, and a safe base frequency. That's pretty cool that they've added those, actually. We'll go back to our original uh, beat here, and we'll chuck on the updated and brand new phaser flanger. Take that up so you can hear it. It's a bit bit slow now I'll just pull it back up to a decent tempo so this is phaser mode here and it's on uh, BPM sync we'll go check out the flanger these just sound really really high quality actually All right, let's have a look at Doubler. Whoa. Wow, this sounds awesome. Mm. Yeah, that sounds wicked.
Wow. Okay. I obviously can tell I'm having too much fun with some of these updates. Let's keep moving along uh, here to see what else has been updated up. Probably won't show you this next one. So this is from uh, re the Redux has been updated. No, we will show you this one because it sounds amazing. So we are going to show you this. Redux has new parameters for creating a wider range of sounds from harsh distortion to digital and aliasing artifacts through to warm and fat 8-bit sounds. I do want to show you this. It sounds freaking cool. Jitter adds noise to the downsampling process. Filters can be enabled pre-post downsampling while the post-filter cutoff frequency can be adjusted. A shape parameter allows transforming the quantizer's curve and DC shift and dry and wet controls are also available. Now, uh, let's pull up Redux, Redux, Redux. Yeah, so it's, you know, boring looking little audio effect, but sounds awesome. Might play with that beat again because I did like that. So here we go, got this beat going again. Now check out this Jitter one, this is really cool. There you go, the Jitter's coming in. Wow, it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, you can you can hear definitely they've made an improvement. If you used Redux in the past, you can see and hear that they've made an improvement here with the extra functionality. All right, cool. So next is uh, Wavetable, uh, the audio instrument inside Ableton Live has had an update as well. So it's basically uh, in the MIDI tab. Aftertouch has been renamed to Press. And depending on the data sent to the instrument press is handled either monophonically as channel aftertouch or polyphonically as poly aftertouch or MPE press, which is what I was talking about for or with all the new updates of MPE and so forth like that. So wavetable can now be fully controlled using MPE controls. MPE modulation can be dialed in via the new MPE tab, which contains four columns, velocity, note, per note pitch bend, slide per note y-axis, and press aftertouch. So all MPE modulation sources now appear in the device's expanded view, and MPE text label has been added to the right corner of Wavetable's title bar. So we're not going to fully get into the MPE in this podcast today, uh, but we can definitely show you uh, that section that it's been updated. So if we just uh, choose, actually, we'll just create a new MIDI track here and we'll chuck in a wavetable synth and we can just have a quick look at that. Um, just wanna see one of my cameras is frozen in time. <laughs> there, if we pull it back on there, I don't know what happens there, but we'll, we're just gonna roll with this camera from now. All right, cool. So here we have uh, the updated brand new wavetable. Obviously this was uh, previously in the previous versions 
of Ableton Live. So if we uh, click on MP here, you see this is a new page which has been added. And again, uh, I'm not going to go into this uh, today in today's video and podcast, but we will definitely uh, look into more of the MP functionalities of Ableton Live in a future video and podcast. Uh, but you can see here we've got the velocity uh, slide, the note PB, and the press. So that is really awesome that they're doing this because also the wavetable just sounds awesome. Let me just uh, hit um, the track there so I can hear it. It's just a beautiful sounding synth. So obviously I'm, I'm just using a standard MIDI controller so you can, if you are looking on the video here, you will only see that I'm affecting the amp and velocity because that is essentially all that original, uh, your original MIDI signal really only does that. And obviously velocity sensitivity and that sort of thing, but that's all it can really do. I know it sounds old school now, like traditional uh, MIDI just seems like an old school concept now with all this new exciting possibilities with uh, MIDI polyphonic expression uh, just makes old old MIDI seem old, I guess. I mean, it is pretty old. It's 40 year, 40 year old technology. Anyway, so we're not going to go uh, into the MPE stuff uh, on this uh, podcast video today. So apologies if you're wanting to see that today, but I need to save that for another podcast, another video because... Obviously, there is a lot to cover uh, in this update. We're not going to be able to do it all, as I said at the start of this video. Okay, cool. Uh, another thing here on the MP, it is now possible to use MP and pushes, push, pushes, <laughs> push twos pressure mode to modulate individual notes in the sampler device. So MP modulation can be dialed in via the MIDI tab. <clears throat> in the MIDI tab, the pitch bend range controls has been repositioned and two new modulation sources have been added. So what's going to happen here with looking at the rest of these updates, it, it literally goes into a lot of the MPE. I'm just going to skip through these. We'll just want to go over some of uh, the new features. So there is a new MPE controller as well, which is really cool. We are going to skip through these because I did, there's a couple of other updates I want to talk about. Okay, so you probably heard this already if you have been uh, looking into this update. But this is pretty exciting for me too because especially I track a lot of vocals. But now you can finally do comping inside Ableton Live. So essentially that means you can record a vocal and when you record a vocal and it, it does another pass if you're recording via a loop, then essentially uh, that now is going to keep recording like a stack of tracks. And that's really exciting to have that inside Ableton Live. That really makes me happy to see that improvement there. More MP support and editing. And uh, there is now Tempo Follower. The Tempo Follower adapters, adapts Live's tempo to stay in time with a drummer or another rhythmic audio source. That is freaking cool. So there is a lot of updates in this, uh, under the hood especially, Ableton Live, they've done a super overhaul. And what I can recommend for you guys that are listening on the podcast or watching on the YouTube uh, channel here is if you have the update already, definitely have a play. Like there is a lot to discover and explore. And again, like I said at the start of this video, I was thinking, what is actually updated? I couldn't see it because again, on the surface, this Ableton Live, which I've been using since version four, just looked identical to every other version of Live that I've used. And that again comes down to, I believe this is a good thing that Ableton Live, you know, uh, hasn't changed visually. And it's because it just, it is what it is. It's a hybrid 
door hybrid synth uh, instrument i was gonna say synth it is it feels like an instrument now it really does with the improved cpu usage and the ability to just sort of get around so quickly and move and uh, create so quickly it really feels like it's like this hybrid cross between uh door recorder and instruments absolutely phenomenal uh but we will have to save some of these extra updates here for another podcast and video i hope you enjoyed uh what you heard and saw today if you're watching on youtube thanks so much for joining me and we had we did have a struggle on one of the cameras let's see if it's still frozen it's pretty funny yeah there it's all gone guys i don't know what happened to that camera there but i am essentially frozen in time and i don't look i don't look that happy in that i don't know what happened there i'm just like super sad anyway that's cool guys thank you so much for joining me i hope uh, you enjoyed the video and if you're listening on the podcast be sure to leave me a five-star review if you've been listening on the podcast i know i've got quite a few listeners now on the podcast so really appreciate uh watching the youtube and listening to the podcast please leave me a review on the podcast i need more reviews so i'm going to leave this here and with that guys i bid you adieu thank you so much for joining me and peace out boom looks like this camera is frozen too i don't know what's going on there but thank you so much guys peace out boom This is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today for more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology. What more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today.